Hey, this is Nikki McCrary, lead pastor at Eastern Heights Baptist Church in Statesboro, Georgia, where we exist to be a life-changing church. So as you listen, I pray that you will be encouraged in your walk with Christ and that your life will be forever changed as you grow in your relationship with Him. New Year, New You, that's our series for the next several weeks. If you have your Bibles, you might want to find 1 Corinthians chapter 5 this morning. We'll be over there in just a minute. As you have heard, we uh, had a Happy New Year gift this morning with our children's building. Uh, It appears that the uh, toilets have all backed up and flooded the bottom floor of the building. So we have a service that's coming this afternoon to look into all that, take care of it, try to figure out what went wrong and uh, prevent it from happening again. But it does look like we're going to be out of that building for a few weeks anyway. And so our kids are upstairs. We're working on maybe turning uh, the conference room into maybe a nursery area for the bed babies uh, down on the bottom floor. So we'll, we'll get all that worked out. The good news is God's provided us with the space to be able to do that. So we, we're going to be in good shape, and I appreciate everyone's flexibility during this time. But you know, things happen that are unexpected, right, sometimes, and that's just the way life goes, and you have to roll with it, even if it's at the beginning of a new year. And, and um, kind of remind me when, uh, and by the way, if you're, you're here of driving age uh, and you haven't driven through Atlanta yet uh, yourself, then you really haven't driven, okay? Just want, want you to know that. Uh, that's the test is if you can drive through Atlanta, then, then you are a driver. But anyway, uh, those of you that are driving age and have driven through Atlanta, you know how crazy it can get. And so oldest daughter, Christy, lived on the north side of Atlanta for several years, back a few years ago. And so once a month, Amanda and I would have to make the trek through the belly of the beast in order to get on the other side over there. And um, as you know, I'm a fan of... Uh, the HOV lanes, I think it stands for hammer on very fast or something like that, but uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan of them, I think every road ought to have them, and those people who drive S-L-O-W ought to get in one of the other lanes, okay, now that's just my personal take on it, but anyway, we're in the I-75 North HOV lane on this side of Atlanta, okay, and as we get through Spaghetti Junction, those of you that kind of know the area and you've ever been in that HOV lane, you know that 75 North HOV lane takes a quick and abrupt turn to the left, okay? I mean, how many people exit off of interstates to the left, okay? Who ever thought of that, all right? They put it to the left, all right? So I know it's there. I know to look for it and all this. But apparently, I was distracted on this one occasion. I'm pretty sure it was when my wife, Amanda, was trying to hit that one note in that chandelier song, Okay, and, and uh, yeah, it was ear-piercing. It was distracting, and so I'm, I, I, I missed that exit, but I didn't know I missed that exit, okay? And she didn't realize that we missed that exit either. That's why I think she was singing to the top of her lungs when we were going through there, okay? But, you know, I'm trucking along, and I'm thinking, well, it's not much further now. We're on the other side, so, man, we ought to be there for long. And then I see, start looking, and I see toll booths, and I'm going, when did they put toll booths on 75, you know? And so I called Christy. I said, hey, Christy, when did they start putting toll booths on 75? She said, 
There's not a toll booth on 75. I hear a husband in the background, Trey, going, your dumb dad's not on 75, he's on 85 north. And I go, oh, great, you know. And so, sure enough, that's what happened. You know, 75, if you don't get off on that exit, it just spits you into 85, and 75, 85 becomes 85 north, and you're headed to North Carolina hundreds of miles from where you really want to be, okay? That's what went on that day, and stuff happens sometimes. And I find out that that's what happens sometimes in our everyday life is we just sometimes miss the exit ramp that God wanted us to get off on so that we could stay on the path that he wanted us to be on and not get off course because that's where some of you may find yourself today is a little bit off course you're not exactly where you wanted to be until something finally catches your attention you don't realize you're off course something like uh, a toll booth that's not supposed to be there or maybe a doctor visit or maybe some financial crisis that you weren't expecting kind of pops up and gets your attention. But suddenly, at this point in life, you, you find yourself, you're going, you know, where am I? And how did I get here? And, you know, how did I let this happen in my life? I mean, what, what is going on here? And again, maybe that's where you find yourself entering 2022. You've drifted off course just a little bit. You know, deep down in your heart that you haven't done all that you needed to do and could have done for the Lord this past year. Well, that's the good news about today is that you can do better. Your life can change and you can live differently. Matter of fact, you see, with God, every day is a new opportunity for a fresh start. If you have your Bibles, I want you to find 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. It's our key verse. We all know it. We're very familiar with it, most of us. Anyway, and if not, you're going to really like this verse, okay? Uh, and it's going to be our key verse for the whole series. It says this. Paul says, this means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. He's talking about accepting Christ as your Lord and your Savior. Then he says, the old life is gone. A new life has begun. So a new year, a new you is possible in 2022. And I was playing this game this last weekend with my grandson. I was making it rhyme every time and he just thought that was awesome you know so a new year a new you in 2022 it rhymes it's good because the truth is when you give your life to Jesus the old does go away and a new life begins you can become the new you with unlimited potential but yet some of you're sitting here today and you're going well why am I so frustrated with my life then because I gave my life to Jesus I'm, I'm a Christian but you know I, I'm pretty frustrated with where my life is right now you know, I, I'm short on time, I'm low on injury, I'm always stressed out at work, I'm stressed out at school, I'm stressed out at home. I mean, why am I not where I want to be in life? And, and I know when I look at my life, I'm not where I need to be spiritually. I mean, why is that going on? The Bible says that I, I'm a new creation, I'm a new person. Well, I asked you last week to spend some time doing a spiritual health checkup, right? And I asked you if there was one single thing that you could do to improve your spiritual health, what would that be? And so that's what we're talking about today. And if you did that, you probably felt down deep inside that you come up short with where you need to be with God, right? You feel like you're not exactly where he would have you to be as he intended you, as he created you to be. And somewhere along the way, you missed the exit ramp that would have kept you going on the path that he wanted you to be on. And, and your life would be very different if you had done that. But yet you didn't, and you're wondering why, what's going on. Well, the good news, that's what this series is all about. It's about getting back on track and living the life 
that God has intended for you to live to begin with. And see, he wants you to make life-changing differences, not only in your own life, he wants to see you make those in other people's lives as well. In fact, that's our definition for the new you. If you've got something to write on, I want you to write this down because a short pencil is better than a long memory, right? I had a pastor once said that all the time. All right, write this down. The new you is the you God intended. That's simple. Some of you are thinking, I can remember that. No, you'll forget it by this afternoon. All right. The new you is the you God intended. So if you're here today and the story your life is telling is not the one you want it to tell and you're not where you expected to be or where you intended to be, the good news is God's message to you today is, hey, it's okay. It's okay that you're not there. And you're not the only one. You're not alone in this, all right? And the greatest news that we have for you today is it's never too late to get back on track with God if you're living and breathing. You can do that even today, and you can start 2022 off the right way because God has given you the opportunity to become the new you. So over these next several weeks, we're going to be looking at how to become this new you that God intended you to be when he created you in the very beginning. And to do that, we're going to have to look at what God says about getting back on track in at least five of the most important areas of our life. So we're going to be talking about getting back on track spiritually, physically, and that's be next week, and I know I'm moving from preaching into meddling when I get to talking about that next week, so just a forewarning, don't y'all stay out now because I'll send you a hard copy, all right? <laughs> all right, third thing is emotionally. Then we're going to talk about how to be where we need to be financially, and then finally we're going to talk about relationally because I believe these five areas are the key to becoming the you that God has intended because if you look at your life and you do any kind of self-evaluation, these are the five areas you, you end up finally saying, you know what, these are the areas that I'm most dissatisfied with in my life. These, these are the areas where I wish I'd have made some different choices, okay? So these are five key areas. And the truth is, if you don't figure out these areas, you're not going to be where you want to be in 2022. Matter of fact, it could be the worst year of your life if you stay off track from where God wants you to be. But the flip side of that is, I can also guarantee you, if you'll follow the biblical principles that God's going to lay out for us in these five areas over the next few weeks, then your life is going to be the best that it has ever been in 2022 because you're going to learn to be the person God created you to be and who God intended for you to be all along. So let's begin today with the first one, the one that I believe is the most foundational area. I believe it's the one that holds all the others together, and that is your spiritual health. Your spiritual health. Because until you decide to get healthy spiritually, these other four are going to be out of whack. They just are. So this is the main one, is the one today, okay? And I think there's at least three important steps that you need to take to get to the new you spiritually. The first one is this. You need to take responsibility for your spiritual health. You need to take responsibility for your spiritual health. You see, God has already in, shown his investment. He's proven to you uh, that he's concerned about your spiritual health because he came down here as a baby. He lived among us as men, and then he died on the cross and was re resurrected in order that we could be that new you that he intended from the very beginning of time all the way back to Genesis, all right? He did all that. He has shown his investment in you. The question is, how invested are you in your own spiritual health and in your relationship 
with God. Because see, what I've come across over these years is too many Christians just think it's automatic. They think if they ask Jesus into their heart to forgive them of their sins and they commit their life to him and they do that one time on that one time occasion and we are Baptists and I do believe with all my heart that once you do it, you truly are saved forever. But we think that the spiritual growth is, is just going to come naturally and automatically, right? We think because we ask Jesus in our heart that every path, every road that we go down is going to be just perfect. It's going to be ordained by God. It's going to be anointed by God, that God's going to bless every single thing that you do. Now, listen, if you've been a Christian for longer than a week, then you know that's not the case, right? And that's not what God's Word teaches. It, matter of fact, it, it, it's very difficult. It's hard work keeping your spiritual health where it needs to be. And I, I think it's a lifelong process. Okay, it's very difficult. James puts it this way in James chapter 4, verse 8, the first part of it. He says, come close to God, and God will come close to you. I want you to underline that first phrase there. Come close to God, and he will come close to you. Underline that first phrase because it tells us you need to realize that you need to take the first step to come close to God. And you've heard me say it one time, you'll hear me say it a thousand, right? If you do your part, God will do his part. That's right. If you do your part, God will do his part. But some of you sitting out there waiting, you know, you're going, uh, well, you know, I've got this going on, I've got that going on. Look, the first thing you've got to do is take responsibility for your own spiritual health. And to do that, you've got to move beyond the excuses. You've got to move past this thing about, well, if my church, you know, would just do this then my spiritual health would be on the mountaintop, you know? Or if, if my small group was just, you know, a little bit more vibrant, you know, if my, my teacher was just a little bit more exciting, you know, if my pastor was just a little bit more good-looking, you know, I think I could go to that church and really do something, you know. If my church just had more of this, or if my church just had less of that, you know, then, whoo, my spiritual health would be on the mountaintop. Listen, you got to give up those excuses because, look, you can do the Celine Dion thing, you know, where it just goes on and on and on if you want to because the excuses will go on forever, all right? And so if you find the perfect church, don't go in it because you're going to mess it up, all right? Because, look, none of us here are perfect, and we don't have the perfect church here. We're working on it. You know, we're trying. And so, you know, if you come close to God... God will come close to you. Look, King David, he got off track big time, right? I mean, he messed up a lot. He says it best in Psalm 26, too. He says, put me, notice that, put me on trial, Lord, and cross-examine me. Test my motives and my heart. I dare you to pray that every day for one week, this coming week. Hello? Yeah, that one's tough. Some of you going, shoot, I didn't even know that one was in there. I've been avoiding that one. Here you go, pointing it out, point blank. Yeah, that was tough. Put me on trial, Lord. Cross-examine me. Show me where I messed up. Pray that every day. I dare you. Well, see, I know some of you are not going to do it. All right? You're just not going to do it. Matter of fact, some of you done like me. You haven't made a resolution for 2022, right? I kind of made one the other day. I told my wife, I said, you know, I hope I can lose some weight this year. Key word being hope. Now, I don't have a plan. I, I'm, not on, I'm not going on a diet. Don't plan on going on one anyway. I'm not changing anything. I just hope I can lose some weight. That'd be great. Just 
If it does go away, you know. That's not really a resolution, though, is it? No, see, I know we're all lazy like that, all right? So I know some of you haven't taken your spiritual health inventory and you haven't made resolutions, so I'm going to help us out today. Each of you, when you came in, you should have got a little half sheet of paper, green half sheet of paper, and we're going to let the Gallup poll help us out. They surveyed thousands of Christians. They found out that people who felt like that they were in good spiritual health they had these 10 pillars, okay, or these 10 foundational building blocks that they built their spiritual life around, and it kind of gave them the sense that they were in pretty good shape when it comes to their spiritual health. And so what I want you to do is I'm going to walk you through each one of these, and I want you to give yourself a score of 1 to 10 on each one of these. Now, I don't want you to rank them in order of 1 to 10. I want you to score each one of them on a 1 to 10 scale. So if, if you gave yourself a 10 on each one, at the end of it, teachers, you would have a perfect what? 100. That's right, okay? You'd have a 100. But I remind you, we are not in school. We are in the church. And so lying is still a sin. And we probably ought not have any hundreds showing up today, all right? But I want you to give yourself a score. Number one, I really stink at this. I'm nowhere even close. And this is not in my life at all. Or 10 would be saying, you know, this is absolutely true about me all the time. I'm perfect at this, okay? That's a 10. So score yourself 1 to 10 on each one of these. Now, don't overthink it. Just write down what comes to mind first and just be honest. All right, first one, here we go. My faith is involved in every aspect of my life. And what we mean by that is, is that your Sunday impacts your Monday through your Saturday. Okay, how you act and talk and treat other people at work, at home, at school. That's what we're talking about here. Or is God just a segment of your life on Sunday for an hour or two, and then all these other things in your life are separated from that part of your life with God? All right, so give yourself a score of one to ten. All right, number two, because of my faith, I have meaning and purpose in my life. Do you find real purpose in your life from your job? or your friends, or your social activities? Or do you find that real significance to go through life with your relationship with God? Number three, my faith gives me inner peace. And so what's the opposite of inner peace? Well, it's constant worry. It's fear about the future. It's instead of living the life God intended, you're always running around in a constant state of worry and hurry. And so another way to state this is, does your faith give you peace no matter what? The situation is, even when life is not perfect, score yourself 1 to 10. Number four, I'm a person who is spiritually committed. Now, here's where everybody wants to define the word committed differently, because what one people thinks is committed, you know, or think is committed, another person sees it different, right? And I've seen this to be true, and especially across the generational gaps that we have, okay? But here's what we're talking about, and I'll just spot you five points right off the bat for being here on the first Sunday of the year. How about that? Because that's pretty good, all right? That's, that's pretty committed, all right? So you can give, them ahead, give yourself at least a five. But what we're talking about here is, you know, when other people look at you and they look at your life, do they see you as spiritual, spiritually committed? Would they say about you, if they called your name and they were looking at you, that they would say, you know what, that person is, is spiritually committed. I can see that. You know, they talk about it. They do it. They are spiritually committed. Their life proves it. The way they live their life prove it. Give yourself a score of 1 to 10. Number 5. I spend time in worship with God every day, and I want you to understand worship involves a lot more than just singing, 
right? It's praying, it's reading your Bible, it's spending that intimate time with God every single day. Even if it's for a few minutes, we're not talking about an hour, you know, we're talking about just a time that you're spending every day with the Lord in, in all of that worship together. Number six, because of my faith, I forgive people who have hurt me deeply. Now, this is a hard one because we've all been hurt, right? Sometimes it's bigger things, sometimes little things, but we've all been hurt. And our natural uh, reaction to being hurt is we try to avoid it or we try to ignore it. We just kind of shove it down. We don't want to deal with it. So what we end up doing, we end up living our life with a grudge. So that's the question today is, are you living your life with grudges or have you forgiven those who have hurt you? Score yourself one to ten. Be honest. Number seven, my faith drives me to develop and use my God-given spiritual gifts and natural talent. See, when God created you, uh, he, he created you with some natural abilities. We all have them. They're different for, for different ones of us, but we all have natural abilities, things that we're just naturally good at. But when you became a Christian, God gave you what's called a spiritual gift. And for some of us, he gave us more than one spiritual gift. You have two, maybe three gifts, maybe even more. But if you're a Christian, you have been given at least one spiritual gift at the moment of salvation. The reason you were given that is God intends for you to make a life-changing difference in other people's lives with that spiritual gift in a ministry in the church. So the question is, does your faith drive you to develop and use your God-given spiritual gifts and your natural abilities? In other words, are you using your natural abilities in service to other people? And are you using the spiritual gift or gifts that God's given you in a ministry somewhere here in this church in some kind of way? Score yourself 1 to 10. Number 8, I am known to take unpopular stands for my faith. In other words, because of your faith, you're willing to do what's right even when other people aren't willing to and you take that stand and you do it regularly and everybody knows you know you're going to do what's right no matter how outnumbered you are you're just that kind of person score yourself one to ten number nine i speak words of kindness to those in need of encouragement now this one's real simple okay it's a no-brainer you're either an encourager at work and at school and at home or you're a grump fish okay and be honest all right score yourself one to ten grump fish or you're an encourager all right, number 10. I talk about my faith with those who are not yet Christians. You're asking yourself the question, do I pray for lost people that I know? And when given the opportunity, do I share my story with them and how that God has made a life-changing impact on me and he can do the same thing for you as well? And you're looking for those opportunities and you, you just take those natural open doors to step in and share that story of your faith with that lost person. So now I want you to add up all 10 of your scores and I want you to write it down under that uh, line where it says total spiritual health score and you should have a score somewhere between 10 all right, and 100. All right, now look at your score. And I'm not here to beat you up this morning because if I wanted to do that I'd point out that verse in Revelation because probably the majority of you are going to come in around 50 somewhere in that range give or take something. All right. And so if I want to beat you up, I tell you about that verse in Revelation where Jesus says to be lukewarm and to be mediocre makes him just want to vomit. But I'm not going to go there today because we're going to stay positive. We're going to be upbeat about this because today is a new year and a new you opportunity, all right? But you know what, guys? In order to be a new you, you've got to take responsibility for your own spiritual health. You've got to work on 
some of these areas that you have low scores on. Take responsibility for your own spiritual health. Number two, I confess my sin to God. See, the biggest thing that's going to keep you from being the person God intended you to be is sin, right? Because it's the, it's the first thing that separates us from God from the very beginning, all right? And sin is what keeps us from listening to God. It's what causes us to turn a deaf ear to what God wants us to do with our life and what he uh, intended us to do and where he's created us to serve and to be. Sin will keep us from listening to that. And sin is what will keep, uh, cause us to rebel against doing what God wants to do and going about doing our own thing and not following his will for our life. Sin is what does that. So look, don't, don't let that sin, don't drag that sin baggage over into 2022. Just don't do it. Leave it at the foot of the cross. 1 John 1, 9 says that he will forgive you of all your sins and cleanse you from all of that sin. It's like when our kids get dirty, you know, we throw them in the bathtub and they come out sparkling clean, you're all ready to hug and kiss on them again, right? That's the way it is with God in our sin. He wants to give us a spiritual bath that will clean us up and give us a fresh start in 2022. But we have to be willing to confess those things that are hindering our spiritual health. And look, you know one thing I found out as I've gotten older? Well, I found out a lot of things as I've gotten older. But you know what one of the biggest things is? You don't outgrow sin. I thought when I got older, I wouldn't have to worry about sin so much. <laughs> uh, that was wrong. All right? You don't outgrow sin. So every one of us in here, we probably have something of a sin nature in our life that is hindering us in some way from being all that God created us to be and to do all that he's intended us to do. So no matter what our age is today, we need to deal with sin and confess it to God. Step three, final step is this. I fully engage with my church. You know, I read a study this past week that talked about they've been interviewing, they've been going out talking to folks who have not returned to church since COVID hit, asking them why not. And then they've been talking to people that's come back to church about how their life is different now. And, and they've been asking all these questions, and they haven't come up with any answers yet other than that over 20% of people have not ever returned to church since COVID hit, okay? And so they're still doing the research, but one thing is for sure, church is going to be different moving forward. And we're going to be Eastern Heights, and I don't know what all that's going to mean exactly, but we're going to keep doing Eastern Heights, and we're going to keep following God's will and His plan, whatever that may be. We're going to stay on the path that God wants us to stay on, but to do that, we may have to make some adjustments. We may have to make sure that we don't miss some exit ramps or some entrance ramps and you know, to be where God wants us to be because things have changed, folks, and they're going to continue to change. The Word of God never changes, but the way we get it out we may have to adjust and do some things differently. I, I'm praying about it. And I, I ask you to pray with me about it and ask God to give me, uh, you know, clarity and a sense of direction about all these things because they're huge. They're huge. They're overwhelming. I just have to go to God and give it to him. But look, God created you, and when he did, he put the need in you and I to be with other people. And for you to be the body of Christ, the church, you, not you and your wife, not you and your kids, not you know you and your parents or none of that stuff. Just you as an individual, you are the body of Christ. You are what makes Eastern Heights, Eastern Heights, okay? And how many times have we said that the church is not a building, it's the people? Well, if that's true, that means that you are the body of Christ. So the question is, are you fully engaged with your body? 
Are you fully engaged with the church? Okay, Eastern Heights in our case. Now, I know some of you probably watching online or listening to this iPod, iPod thing going down the road in your car, you're probably thinking, well, I've done pretty good without the church for two years. Well, you know, maybe others that are watching you would say different, but I can tell you one person who does say different, and that's God. Okay? What God says about it in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, just flip back a few pages, 1 Corinthians chapter 12 says it this way, beginning in verse 12. And he's talking about how the, the human body, he's comparing the human body to the body of Christ and how it makes up the church. Now, not many of you know, but I, uh, I majored in chemistry and biology in college. So at one point I had to learn every part of the human body, every bone, every muscle, its insertion, its origin, all that kind of stuff. That brings back bad memories for some of the rest of you. Now, I couldn't tell you a lot of that now, but, but I, I did learn it at one time. So this really hits home for me about the body and how he compares it to the church. He says the human body has many parts. Man, there's a lot. But the many parts make up one whole body, right? So it is with the body of Christ, Eastern Heights Baptist Church. And then he goes on, verse 18. He says, but our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it, okay? So whoever you are and however he's created you to be and the spiritual gifts he's given you, the natural abilities he has, he has created you just the way he wants you and has put you in this church at Eastern Heights to be exactly where he wants you to be. You didn't have anything to do with it other than saying, yes, Lord, okay? That's cool to me. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. I was watching a cartoon thing with one of the kids the other day, and the whole, part, the whole thing, whatever it was, was like one big hand or something. It looked stupid, you know? Verse 20, yes, there are many parts, but only one body. Verse 22, in fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest, listen to this, and least important are actually the most necessary. Wow. You thought your part wasn't that big of a deal. Well, it is. And some of you who have walked away from the church, your part was a big deal too. Verse 26, if one part suffers, all the parts suffer with it. And if one part is honored, all the parts are glad. All of you together are Christ's body and each of you a part of it. Wow. Not only does God say that he needs you at Eastern Heights Baptist Church in this body of Christ. But as your pastor, I say we need you here as the body of Christ. Each single part, we need you. Do you know that there are ministries that are not going on right now because people have walked away from the body of Christ? We've had hands go away. We've had feet walk off. We've had eyeballs go somewhere else. We've had ears take leave. I could go on. Parts of our body are, are missing. And therefore, we have children that aren't being ministered to. We have youth that aren't being ministered to. We have adults not being ministered to. Senior adults not being ministered to. Now, we still have ministry going on to all of these. But it's not what it could be. And it's not what God intended for it to be. Because he wants every part to be a part of the body of Christ. So we, we need you. And so this message is not negative. It is not at all. It's meant to be positive because this is the chance for the new you in 2022. Do you get that? It's your opportunity.
for a new year and a new you in 2022. But you, first of all, you have to take responsibility for your own spiritual health. You've got to. You can't depend on the church or your small group or some podcast or, or, or a book or whatever. You can't do that. You've got to take responsibility for your own spiritual health. Number two, you've got to confess any sin that's impeding your spiritual growth with the Lord. And then third, you've got to fully engage with your church. Okay? You see, we have small groups on Sunday morning that you could fully engage with. We have some of the greatest teachers around here. I was just kidding earlier when we said, you know, wish our teachers would be more exciting. We have some of the greatest Bible teachers. I hear them. I walk by the rooms. There's some of them I can hear from my office teaching. And they teach the Word of God. So we've got some of the greatest teachers. We've got groups that meet on Sunday nights in various locations. We've got other groups that are meeting. You could fully engage by getting involved in a small group. We have ministries going on. We have ministries that are not going on, but we've got a lot of ministries that are going on. Like I said, we got food pantry this Saturday. We were begging people last month to help out. We need body parts. And I know the holidays and all that kind of stuff. I understand all that. You know, I had to be gone some of the time. So, you know, we're not dogging anybody. We're saying take advantage of the opportunities that God gives you to step up and use your spiritual gifts and your talents. We have a membership class coming up on January the 16th, okay, at 1.30. And so you have a chance to discover who God has created you to be because some of you, you don't have an idea. You're, you just think coming to church is a good habit and it's a good thing. It's much more than that. We'll, we'll talk about that. You'll discover that um, what, what Eastern Heights is all about, who we are, why we are who we are, and why we do what we do, and what we're planning on doing in, in the future. We'll discover all of that in this Discover God class. And then you can fully engage by becoming a member if you choose to do so and become a part of this church and then find your place of service. Here, that's what our DARE ministry is all about, is getting people plugged in where God has gifted you and created you to serve. Now, if you want to do that, I want to encourage you in front of you there, you'll find some cards probably. You can check the box there and just uh, put it in the uh, slot on the way out in the box hanging on the wall. There's one outside in the, in the drive-thru that you can just drop that in the box. Say, I'm interested in that class on January the 16th. You can go online. You can go on your phone right now. You can register online to be a part of that class, or you can call the church office sometime this week, and we'll get you signed up. It's at 1.30 on Sunday. We provide child care, and it's only an hour long, but... I want you to consider engaging if you're not a member of our church and to, and to look into what all that would mean. So a new year and a new you is not only possible in 2022, but it is what God intended. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that uh, we can take responsibility for our own spiritual health, but you are there that when we step toward you, you step toward us, and what a magnificent picture that is. I want everybody just to picture that in your mind right now, taking a step toward God and God taking a step toward you. That's what he's intended. Confess any sin that might be impeding that process of you getting closer with God. And then begin now even to ask God, God, how have you gifted me? God, what talents could I use there at the church to make a difference in people's lives? God, I want to be fully engaged. I just don't know how. Well, I promise you, you ask God, he'll continue to show you. God, that's our prayer today. We want to make sure our spiritual health is exactly in the place that it needs to be. And we ask it in the name of Jesus. And all God
God's people said. Amen. I wish you a very, very happy new year in 2022. Pray God's blessings on you. Let's all stand together as we sing this morning. We hope you were encouraged by this message today. If you would like more details on our church, please visit us at ehbcstatesboro.org.